Hello and welcome to Chaplain's Word of the Day. I'm Chaplain Otis Corbett and I invite you to come along with me as we explore God's Word so that we can be inspired, challenged, and comforted together. Hello, I'm Otis Corbett. And today I want to share a word about forgiveness as I comment on Genesis 50 verses 15 through 25. This passage reads, And when Joseph's brethren saw that their father was dead, they said, Joseph will peradventure hate us and will certainly requite us all the evil which we did unto him. And they sent a messenger unto Joseph, saying, Thy father did command before he died, saying, So shall ye say unto Joseph, Forgive, I pray thee now, the trespass of thy brethren and their sin, for they did unto thee evil. And now we pray thee, forgive the trespass of the servants of the God of thy father. And Joseph wept when they spake unto him. And his brethren also went and fell down before his face. And they said, Behold, we be thy servants. And Joseph said unto them, Fear not, for am I in the place of God? But as for you, ye thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good, to bring to pass as it is this day, to save much people alive. Now therefore fear ye not. I will nourish you and your little ones. And he comforted them and spake kindly unto them. And Joseph dwelt in Egypt, he and his father's house. And Joseph lived an hundred and ten years. And Joseph saw Ephraim's children of the third generation. The children also of Machir, the son of Manasseh, were brought up on Joseph's knees. And Joseph said unto his brethren, I die and God will surely visit you and bring you out of this land unto the land which he swear unto Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. And Joseph took an oath of the children of Israel, saying, God will surely visit you, and ye shall carry up my bones from hence. A preacher was once trying to patch up a difference between two friends. He told the first, You must not cherish enmity with your neighbor. Uh, he told him this because the first one was griping to him about the second one. If your friend does you harm, you must forget it. My problem, said the man, is that I have a very bad memory. And what does that have to do with it, replied the minister. Well, I keep forgetting that I forgot it. Well, we've all heard the saying, forgive and forget. And we've also all heard people say, I can forgive but I can never forget. Now, I really think what that means is that they haven't forgiven either. So for many of us, it is impossible to forgive and forget. For emotionally, we're unable to completely disown the hurt. And I think we need to question that concept of forgiving and forgetting. And a good model for us to examine is the story of Joseph, sold into slavery by his brothers. What we need to do today is look at his way of dealing with this idea in our text. You see, Joseph had been hurt. And I'm sure we all remember the story. Joseph had been told by God in a dream of his leadership role, and his father Jacob doted on him. Jacob gave Joseph a special coat of many colors. Now, all this meant that his brothers were jealous, and they wanted to kill him. 
Now, one brother, I mean, that's, that's pretty bad, but they did want to kill him. Now, one brother balked at murder, but still, he was sold into slavery into a foreign country, Egypt. I'm sure we've all had similar stories. Friends have betrayed us. Bosses have fired us. Co-workers have conspired against us. Family members have turned against us. Bitter experience has proved the saying to be true, you always hurt the ones you love. Such experiences are devastating, and they're also disorienting. We often have a great deal of trouble recovering from such things. God will help us, just as He did for Joseph, and in the end, Joseph turned out fine, but that doesn't mean it was easy. His story reminds me of a situation we had with a pet cat who always landed on his feet. He always landed on his feet, except the time that he climbed into the clothes dryer when my wife's back was turned. He went round and round only for a few seconds. It was just a couple of rounds. But when my wife rescued him, he couldn't even stand up. He was not harmed, but he was severely disoriented. But you see, Joseph was hurt, but he did not forget the hurt. Because the human mind rarely forgets being hurt. We remember painful events, if not the pain itself. Now this is beneficial because it helps us to avoid future pain. For example, don't touch the stove. <laughs> yeah. On the other hand, hurtful memories can cause us a lot of trouble, such as in post-traumatic stress situations. As a mild example of that, I hated to hear a telephone ring for years after I left a position in which a phone call always brought trouble or bad news or something that was difficult to deal with. Truth be told, I would still rather do business face-to-face, -to -face, even today, rather than do it by telephone. We remember hurts, and so we ask, why? Why did that happen to me? And that's probably the most common question asked by hurting people. This is often a very hard question to answer, but there is an answer. Sometimes the answer involves admitting our own mistakes. Sometimes we are innocent, however. And in this case, Joseph was innocent. Now, Joseph was able to explain why he was hurt, but not through his own wisdom. Instead, God explained why Joseph was hurt. My paraphrase would be, you meant it for evil, but God used it for good. We may never know on this side of heaven why we were hurt, but we will know someday, and we will for remember the hurt. But Joseph, even though he remembered the hurt, forgave it anyway. You see, forgiveness, like love, is misunderstood. Love is not an emotion. It's an action or an intention. Forgiveness, likewise, is not an emotion, but it's a decision of our will. We may not feel like changing a baby's diaper, or doing the dishes, or taking out the trash, but we must. We must do those things, and we do them. Joseph decided to forgive his brothers because he knew God. God had done well for him, and he could trust God. He also forgave because he knew himself. He wasn't God, and he wasn't perfect. He also forgave because he knew his brothers. He said, you know, like me, you are frail and limited, jealous human beings. We're not perfect. We're hapless, helpless, and hopeless. What other options did Joseph have? Well, he could have used the power of his office to get revenge. He could have thrown them out of Egypt. He could have just ignored them. He could have done many things to them, but instead he comforted them and spoke kindly to them, and he vowed to care for them and their offspring. And not only did he vow, but he also did so. 
And Joseph saw Ephraim's children of the third generation. The children also of Machir, the son of Manasseh, were brought up on Joseph's knees. So what about us? Have we decided to forgive our offenders? Well, Joseph is our model. And he was sold into captivity by his brothers. Surely we've never had such things happen to us. Joseph showed it is possible to forgive without forgetting. Are we willing to follow his lead? Before I go, let me share my new book with you. Seminary taught me to be a pastor, but the army taught me to be a leader. I would like to share how God melded those two skill sets in my new book, Decently and in Order. It's available now on Amazon in paperback and on Kindle. If you want to know more about effectively leading teams and events, check out Decently and in Order on Amazon.com. I believe you will find it eye-opening and helpful. That's Decently and in Order by Otis Corbett. Thanks for taking a look. Thanks for listening. I'll be back soon with another portion of God's Word that we can consider together. Every blessing, I'm Chaplain Otis Corbett.